Welcome to the very first episode of the Share Squid Retro Podcast. This is just the preview episode. We hope that it will give you a taste of what our future episodes will be like. And when I say our future episodes, I mean your future episodes. Because we want you to own Share Squid. Your stories, your art, your guest hosting, and your interviews. All these things will work together to make Share Squid a special place. So let's begin. Episode 1, Metroid for the Nintendo Entertainment System. title screen music to Metroid for the Nintendo Entertainment System. I was an 11 year old boy when I first heard that durr, durr, durr coming from my friendly Nintendo. It was close to midnight and I just successfully crept past my sleeping family and down the stairs to the basement cellar of our turn of the century farmhouse in rural West Virginia. There in the cool dark amid the shelves of canned vegetables I turned on our old RCA TV and fired up Metroid. Up to this point, I'd mostly played happy games, like Super Mario Brothers, where they play a lighthearted jingle every time you die. Now it was as if Nintendo was saying, you've had your fun, boy. Now we're going to kill you on this desolate planet. Actually, we're going to kill you under the surface of the desolate planet. I died so many times. I wasted so many lives that first night. It was very, very frustrating. But something else happened that night as well. As I sat there with my face too close to the screen, the shelves of canned vegetables began to fade away, replaced in my mind by the harsh living rock of an underground realm. And it stands out to me as one of those times in my childhood when I was truly immersed in a video game. The world around me just didn't exist. And I was in the game. I was in the planet looking down those dark passageways. Of course, I didn't have maps and cheats and I didn't have the internet. So I didn't know what to expect. And when I would get to a new area, my whole mind would be blown when the music would change and now everything looks different and now everything's more dangerous. And it was just a very terrifying night for me. So I remember getting back into bed just kind of shaking like... What did I just go through there? I'm definitely going to wait until daylight to play that game again. That was my experience. What was your experience? You see, that's what Share Squid is all about. It's about your stories. There's many ways to share your story with us. 
We have our ShareSquid.com. You can go to the ShareSquid podcast on Facebook. Uh, there's a SoundCloud for ShareSquid. It's in Twitter for ShareSquid. I'm not sure how you share audio submissions through Twitter, but if you can, we will receive it. The point is, your nostalgic story is important to us, and there's a wide variety of topics we can cover in future shows. In the case of video games, we have a special segment planned. You're going to hear a preview of that right now. It's the Let's Get Real with Share Squid segment, where we convert video game worlds to real-world dimensions, so you can actually put yourself into the game the same way that you possibly did when you were a child. So hold on, here comes that segment. Make sure afterwards you hit up one of our websites, hit us up somewhere on the internet, send us your story. It's going to be an awesome ride. Now buckle up for Let's Get Real with ShareSquid. Exploring the cavernous depths under planet Zebes. Wandering the treacherous labyrinths of Hyrule. Unsheathing your cipher blade as you prepare to assault the fortress entrance of Kazakh. Cautiously making your way through the dark dungeons of Dagorath. Or jumping blissfully from cloud to cloud in the ever bright lands of the Mushroom Kingdom. These are just some of the stories we lived as children sitting huddled in the warm glow of our CRT TVs. These worlds became real to us. We experienced them, similar to being immersed in the fictional world of a book, or being entranced by the visual language of cinematography. The difference? We controlled these adventures. We decided what happened when a princess needed saved or a world needed to be restored we stepped into the hero's shoes we used the tools that we had at hand and we made things right for some it provided escape from normal life for others a personal challenge but for all of us these games served to enhance our reality. But imagine for a moment if these worlds were real. Let's explore that together as ShareSquid presents Let's Get Real Metroid Edition. To convert Nintendo worlds to real-world dimensions, simply consider the size of the graphical blocks. Convert them to inches or feet, and then count the blocks. When applied to the world of Metroid, this conversion leads to some surprising results. First, let's decide the real-world size of the graphical blocks. According to Wikitroid, the lovely Samus Aran stands an impressive 6 feet 3 inches tall, Yet her in-game character appears only four graphical blocks tall. We call those graphical blocks sprites. Six feet divided by four sprite blocks means that every sprite in the game would be a 1.5 foot cube in real life. Now, using this conversion scale, 
things get fun, Samus and the first mini-boss, Kraid, are both six feet tall. However, his body is three times wider than Samus, which makes sense considering he apparently stores missiles inside his chest cavity. The mini-boss Ridley stands 7.5 feet tall and is twice as wide as Samus. However, his minuscule three-foot wings would be useless considering the gravity of Zebes. Hey, wait a sec. Can we figure out the gravity of planet Zebes? Glad you ask. To determine gravity, consider Samus's jump height. Miss Aran can jump 11 sprite blocks straight up, which converts to 16 feet 6 inches. Now, regulation basketball rim is 10 feet high, and an average person is less than 6 feet 5 inches tall. Are you an average person? If so, imagine yourself balancing carefully on top of a regulation basketball rim. Now imagine a fully armored Samus Aran jumping from the foul line, doing two somersaults in the air, and then landing gracefully feet first on top of your head, six feet above the rim. This is actually possible. On the moon, Earth's moon to be exact, the gravity of Earth's moon is 83.3% less than Earth's gravity. Doing the math, 83.3% of 16 feet 6 inches, or 198 inches, is 165 inches, which means on Earth you would subtract 165 from 198, which gives you 33 inches. So on Earth, Samus could jump 33 inches. This is a perfectly reasonable number for a modern-day athlete. Now, before we assume that Zebes is the size of our moon, I know someone out there will be screaming at me that just because something has the same gravity as our moon doesn't mean it has the same size, because planets have different densities. Take a neutron star, for example. They're not much bigger than a city block, but if you were to take a teaspoonful of material from a neutron star, it would weigh as much as Mount Everest. While if you took the whole planet, Uranus, it could actually float on water because it's made of gas, different material. But for the sake of this example, if we were to assume Zebes is the size of our moon, gives it a diameter of 2,159 miles. That's roughly the length of the Appalachian Trail and only about 300 miles short of the width of the continental United States of America from coast to coast, and that's a lot of ground to cover, but you aren't on the planet's surface. Remember, you were sent to explore the underground layer of Mother Brain. This techno-organic labyrinth consists of 504 chambers, each having a width and height of 48 feet. 48 feet squared equals 2,304 square feet per chamber. 504 chambers times 2,304 square feet gives you 1,161,216 square feet for Samus to explore. How big is that? Wow, you are just full of good questions. In 2016, Amazon opened up a fulfillment center in Ruskin, Florida that was 60,000 square feet smaller than Mother Brain's lair. Even though it was smaller than the mazes of Metroid, this new warehouse required enough steel to build two Eiffel Towers, 
and has enough conveyor belts to stretch farther than 10 miles. Inside are hundreds of robots and even self-driving cars. That's a lot of space to explore. But those 504 chambers of Metroid are just the beginning. In September of 1997, someone named Justin Bailey, posting on a web forum, claimed to have discovered a secret world within the game of Metroid. This kicked off a great secret world hunt, the GSWH, that lasted about 12 months. Exploiting several glitches and hacks, participants in the GSWH were able to crack into previously unaccessible chambers and soon realize that the secret, hidden game of Metroid was far larger than the default game most players experienced. Mother Brain's lair began closing in on the 3 million square feet mark, intriguing players with the mystery of why so many unaccessible rooms had been programmed. Was there a secret message or meaning hidden by the programmers deep within these uncharted tunnels? Stay tuned after this Get Real segment and we'll find out. For now, let's take a quick tour with Samus through the non-glitched dark underground tunnels of the forsaken planet Zebes. You start in a cave chamber with a spiky ceiling that in some places towers 39 feet above the floor, roughly the same height as the Temple of Zeus in Athens, or two Tyrannosaurus Rex standing on top of each other. After materializing underground, you look up to see two spiky zoomers, basically porcupines the size of large dogs, crawling down the wall towards you. Thankfully, their deadly foot-long spikes offer little resistance to your gun and are easily dispatched with two well-aimed shots each. Alright, let's talk for a moment about Samus' default gun. This 1.5-foot-long gun appears to be somewhat attached to her arm. Arm cannons seem like a great idea until you realize that this silly gun only shoots about 7.5 feet after which the projectile promptly disappears regardless of whether it hit anything. Thankfully, there are several power-ups which dramatically increase both the range and power of your gun. On the topic of weapons, Samus can carry up to 255 missiles. How much would that even weigh? On Earth, Bazooka Anti-Tank Missile. Alright, I hate to interrupt that, but... That's what the Let's Get Real with Share Squid segment is all about. Uh, it's going to be converting video game worlds into real world dimensions. But this is just the preview show. This is the show where we invite you to send in your stories, your experiences with Metroid. So go to sharesquid.com. Go to wherever you can find this podcast and a place to leave messages. We will get your audio and written submissions, the stories about you and your first time playing Metroid and what does Metroid mean to you? Did it help you get through a tough time in life? Did it uh, empower you in some way? Did you have that same feeling of dread and or were you excited in exploring this you know vast underground world? That's what's going to make this podcast great. So don't hesitate to get involved. Make Share Squid yours. I mean we can use artists, we can use your stories, we can use haiku, you know, whatever it is you want to share with us and with the community, just find a way to do that. And we look forward to growing with you. we got a great time ahead of us. 
lot of exciting things planned. There's going to be interviews. There's going to be backstory. There's going to be technical details on the game and a variety of other things. So stay tuned. Congratulations. If you've listened this far, that means you are a true Metroid adventurer. Now, what I'm about to say is going to be on the website. 
but I want to take this moment to thank the musical artist who gave us permission to use their music for this show. So I'm going to go ahead and give them their credit right now in a verbal form. Now, of course, the podcast opened with the title theme to Metroid. Although it had been originally captured from a Nintendo, the actual song, the title screen, had been tweaked to provide stereo effect by the Wii Guys 8-Bit Stereo YouTube group. So you can find that on YouTube. Just look for Stereo Metroid NES Soundtrack, and you'll come across that title screen in the stereo that you heard. So big shout out to them, and thanks for letting me use their audio. Next up was the MetMix Pro music that was playing behind the intro to the uh, Let's Get Real Share Squid segment. That was found on Overclock Remix, ocrremix.org, uh, created by Kevin Stulen, a.k.a. Scratty411. And I appreciate him giving permission for that as well. And lastly, also from ocrremix.org, was the song f featuring Samus Aran. And this song was from the group f from Sweden. Uh, their names is Johan Ostorp, Martin Danielson, and Tobias Bjornsson. So I apologize if I mispronounced any of that, but I appreciate them giving permission as well. According to the story that I heard, it was Tobias's Metroid that inspired them. So I really want to get their interview or story for that, uh, just to find out what was the Nintendo's presence in Sweden like. So look forward to that as well. Thanks for sticking around. You have earned the best ending for this podcast. <laughs>